1: Love Talk Radio. Hey!
2: Hey!
0: Is off, the Rams get down So nobody's caught And don't you worry Cause the Rams are rapping When game time comes We're about
1: to die All right. We can't sing And our dance is not pretty long, But we'll do our best so If Had rap. to go deep ah. Listen to yeah. Jackie Listen to
2: Jackie to I know man Jackie got the bar. Ja- bar
1: Jackie scares me Jackie's one of those guys That worries me Cause
2: for the I don't
1: Jackie got better As time went on He had that weird Old man strength that the kind of like, right? The kind that doesn't make sense, but it's obvious. And it's like, man, wait a second. How are you stronger when you're 40 than when you're 20? That's how do you keep? How do your bones, Jackie? What you doing, man? What are you... What's up, buddy? Touchdown Radio. <laughs> your boy, 3K. In here, getting it done. Thursday night with Thursday night football on in the background. Here with two of my dearest friends. Myson Adiosaur at Mighty or Myson. What's up, man?
2: Hey, what's happening? What's happening? What's happening? It is football season officially kickoff. we back on the ground. Mm-hmm. It's Thursday, but Sundays are back. They count. They matter. And a Tiger Gurley commercial just came on. He's been all over the damn TV, ain't he?
1: I missed it. What Tom was, was
2: it? The what commercial? Oh, it's, uh, I don't know. It's got all the running backs.
0: Canray <laughs> Boo. Boo. I oh
2: wow. Like
1: I miss them. No. Uh Rabbo typing
2: in.
1: <laughs> oh well there you go. At Seattle Rams underscore NFL. What's up, Robbo?
0: What's going on? I'm just uh sitting you here get... watching Sark be Sark. How about he you is guys?
1: sarking it up. But you you got some big things going on tomorrow and through the weekend, man. <sighs> yeah. yeah.
0: The uh, middle, the middle, the middle kid, my boy, getting hitched this weekend. So peeps coming to town. I got. Don't do it. Honey, do this. <laughs> re-
1: re- I got. Re- re- on them on
0: the- sure, I got on dinner the- objects on top of dinners. Sure.
2: Fuck it. You know we you got your best like chiropractic.
1: If that bitch do
0: you dirty, we'll wash her ass out
2: we'll wipe with in the ass detergent. We'll wash her ass out in some detergent. Now, here
1: Come here. On.
0: <laughs>
2: Robbo has no idea. Robo
1: is like, what the yeah, hell are so y'all cool talking?
2: He's like, what are they talking about? Uh, and why are I'm they a, coordinated? <laughs> I'm assuming
0: it's some hip hop reference, and since my old ass has no idea, I'm just gonna go with it. UGK plus Outkast
1: might, might hit me in the soul. Might hit me in the soul. Um, <laughs> that's a tough one. That's a personal one. Um, we got some personal time. my son, my son, where are you? From, man, you got in here late. I was worried. I didn't even know you were gonna make it to the show. Where are you coming from?
2: Man, you know, you know you know me, man. I'm, I'm on uh, my own clock, but I'm on I'm on time on my own clock. I'll just be clocking when I'm clocking. You know how I'm rocking. Somewhere. I know, worries <laughs> Did you see uh did you
1: check uh did you see boys to men dropping the national anthem?
0: I did see I boys to men. I not. it saw was boys clean. to old men. It was boys to Aww. old men. Oh my life, I'm like, God damn, these guys are my I mean, they're old, they're, they're like me.
2: When did when did boys to
1: men get down to three people? I I missed it. I had no idea.
2: Uh, the dude one of them with them the was really the really deep voice just left the group or get kicked out or something like that. Like huh. fifteen years ago.
1: <laughs> I have not stopped by my boys to men blog in a while, so I did not know that they were down to boys three men. But
0: unfortunately, <laughs> yeah, I, I noticed that, that. I was a little surprised.
2: Yeah, I don't I don't know none of their names. I think one of their names is Sean. That's about it. That's I, Sean I Stockman. Got, I
0: remember him? A Hollywood deal to do a, a Cocoon reboot. <laughs> oh, man.
1: You're just going <laughs> <all at Robo>. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs>
0: there's, there's some old dudes. They could still sing. I mean, I'm not taking it from them, but uh, they're no longer boys to men. They're, they're men to old men is what they –
1: How they long are. before they reboot Cocoon? That's got to be coming back around soon. Oh,
0: you know it is. It's, it's going see... to be coming up.
1: It's got to be. Well, I did see one recently. Uh I don't know if it's official or what. See, we're missing Joey tonight. This would have been a good thing for him to weigh in on. I think they're going back to Police Academy. I think they're bringing back Steve Gutenberg really? and dipping their toe back in the Police Academy waters. Well,
2: who's gonna, no. Who's going to play um, – uh, crap, what's his name? The guy that does all the sounds. Oh, I don't know. Like, oh, I don't know. I see there's some movies you can't touch. I think this is one of them. Yeah, can't that, touch well,
0: they had, I they don't they know. They had so many characters. They the had Bobcat, Goldway.
2: They had too tall. Yeah, Too
0: Tall, remember? Yeah. yeah that, that was I don't know, casting man. Casting. It was fun. The
1: Police got movie was great. I don't know. It's I one of those things I where... guarantee
0: you Kevin Hart's going to be in that movie. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> he's in every damn thing, isn't he?
1: <laughs> that would be... <laughs> Some interesting casting would be Kevin Hart. <laughs> um,
2: if he's in there, you, yeah. you can bet your ass that The Rock's going to be in there. I was yeah. going to say
1: The Rock would make sense. He could be in Hollywood, towers, does it. right? But remember, that was when we didn't need like you didn't have to have incredibly funny fun, comic relief. You didn't have to have guys in incredible shape. You had Steve Gutenberg as your damn leading man. Steve Gutenberg Steve is about the least intimidating man in the history of Hollywood. He, has there has there ever been anyone that you were less afraid of than
0: Steve F. Gutenberg? Uh, Michael Winslow, the guy who makes all the damn noises in that movie. I don't know, but he could screw you up because he had all the noises. You <laughs> he, he, he mess with your brain Oh yeah Steve Gutenberg How the hell did that guy get a, a gig Let alone a career I don't know I don't know The 80s <laughs> were a weird time Rob
1: I remember had, him uh, well
0: He was like the the the, the third wheel And three men and a baby right? You had Tom Selleck You had uh-huh. Ted Danson Steve Gutenberg I mean just, yeah I don't know
1: He had a What 80s. was that one movie Where he played like They tried to pass him off As like some motorcycle gangster and oh, then he God, got, yeah. like, a makeover.
0: He had like a mullet, right? I have
2: no clue what you're talking about. Oh, oh man. I God, yeah. I forget the, yeah.
0: Oh, it's an old he one. A, he had a terrible mullet. They tried to make him, like, yeah. a tough guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was not... Uh, oh, God, what the hell is that movie?
1: I don't remember. I just remember seeing him as a motorcycle guy, and I was like, no, this is not... Believable whatsoever. He was perfect in short circuit. We didn't bring that up. Short circuit was a perfect uh, Steve Gutenberg vehicle.
2: Yeah. Um, Yeah. As
1: was Cocoon. Cocoon was perfect for him, too. What was the J5? Was that it?
2: Was it J5? Johnny Johnny 5? Yeah, Johnny 5. Johnny 5. Yeah, J5. J5. Johnny 5
1: was great. Short circuit 2 was even really good. At the time, it was really bad. But, you know, as a kid, it had that nostalgia. And you had Michael McKean, you had some other bit players. Short circuit, those are fun movies, man. that That's something they got to bring back. Although I guess now you'd have to do it. It'd be a little tough because the technology is so much further forward. Yeah, man, Joey's missing out. Animated. We're doing 15 minutes on movie talk, and Joey's missing out. That's
2: ironic. <laughs> oh, he's got to be pissed. I know, right?
1: <laughs> he's, he's, Joey has at least 10 minutes of Steve Gutenberg material that he's been saving up for a decade.
2: Oh, you know what? This. Uh, so sad. Man's got to wait a whole other 10 years. That's it.
1: Sorry, <laughs> Joey. Not going to get it done. Well, boys, uh, we made it. Uh, boys, uh, although it, it was about 40 minutes late until we got boys to men. Uh, Philadelphia, Atlanta, underway. The 2018 season is a go. Uh, and we got a full slate of things this weekend before we even get to our Los Angeles Rams on Monday. It's an interesting schedule. Over in the AFC, you got Pittsburgh at Cleveland, Cincinnati at Indy, Tennessee at Miami uh Houston at New England uh you got a couple cross uh let's see we got Buffalo at Baltimore Kansas City at the Los Angeles Chargers that's a later one that one could be fascinating um and that's it for the AFC for the NFC you got San Francisco at Minnesota Tampa Bay at New Orleans you got Seattle uh Seattle Denver's a cross conference along with Jacksonville yep. at New York Giants you got Washington coming to Arizona that's a really interesting game Dallas at Carolina, and then Sunday Night Football, Khalil Mack's new team, the Chicago Bears, have traveled over to see Aaron Rodgers, everybody's favorite pick for the comeback player of the year, at Green Bay, Sunday Night Football, leading into Monday night. New York Jets at Detroit is your appetizer before the Los Angeles Rams play the Oakland Raiders. Before we get to our game, anything from that Sunday schedule that intrigues you? Anything from tonight? Anything as we look across the NFL? Uh, Aaron Rodgers.
2: Aaron Rodgers isn't my comeback player of the year. Odell, mine either. Isn't. No, Deshaun uh, Watson. I,
1: I, that was mine, uh, Rob. But, but, but
2: my, but my sleeper, my sleeper is Josh Gordon. I would not That's be good shocked if Josh Gordon won comeback player of the year.
1: That's a good one. I mean, would they, would they, give, would they a give it to him? What they vote what for, right? Would they vote for Josh Gordon? It? I feel, I feel like Josh Gordon is one of those guys that they would just, you know jerk off just because they don't want oh, to get it Josh
2: Gordon Oh, if Josh Gordon stays clean, no pun intended. If Josh Gordon stays clean all year, you know, just doesn't get in any trouble or anything like that, and he goes out there and he kills it, I think that that, that success story, remember Mike Vick? Yeah. I yeah. think that success story is something where they they just would eat it up because it would be a huge story. They'd have to give it to him. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: right. I mean, they're
2: that but just the goes to tell you how that's many,
0: how many good players were out last year, right?
2: There was we a lot. We talked about three guys,
0: Deshaun, Odell, and, and A-Rod. And then you've got Gordon with this. Truck, Andrew, a lot Luck. Of guys, Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck was guy.
2: out last year. Dalvin a lot of of Cook names. got lost after starting off the season hot. I mean, really David, hot. Was there a running back better than Dalvin Cook through the first three weeks?
0: David Johnson got lost. I don't hurt, think so. David right. Johnson, yeah.
2: Yeah, David Johnson. I mean, the NFL was lost a lot of star names last year, you know, so –
0: you could They're almost have an all-pro team deal. of guys come back play You, together, could.
2: you right? could have. There was everybody. Richard Sherman mm-hmm. got lost. True. I mean, they True. were just dropping like flies. Yeah,
0: the game I'm looking forward to the most, I think, is Texans-Pats. Uh, I want to. I, I want to see. You know, the Patriots had a lot of turnover for a team that's, you know, winning that division every year and going to Super Bowls all the time. They, they got rid of a lot of guys who matter to them, right? Uh, they still have the main guy, and so that's that, that's going to help them out anyways. But and they got rid of most of the running backs. They got rid of Amendola. Uh, you got Edelman you know, suspended. Uh, then you got Deshaun, who's young and exciting. I'm, I'm looking forward to watching that game, and I'm up here as well. I'll keep my eye on the uh, the old AFC West matchup, the Seahawks-Broncos. People in this town are looking forward to still hating some Broncos. So those are the ones I'll probably be keeping an eye on on Sunday.
2: I got a I'm couple. I'm looking I, forward I, to the Steelers and Browns. I, I think the Browns are going to beat the Steelers. I Could. think the Browns are going to win. It's at oh, yeah. Cleveland, right? Yeah, it's at Cleveland. Uh, yeah, it's at Cleveland. I think the I think the Browns win twenty-seven to seventeen.
0: You think James Conner is not going to step up? Hey, for that
2: bell? No. Nope, I don't think so.
0: Could be fun.
1: That one will be fun, especially with Cleveland yeah. coming off a of hard knock of that young talent, and we'll see what they have to figure out at quarterback. But it'll be fun. Um, I like. Out of the early games, Pittsburgh-Cleveland could be fun. Uh, I like San Francisco at Minnesota. That's a good chance to find out a lot about those two teams real quick. Uh, I think it was Sam Farmer from the L.A. Times said week one and week two are the hardest uh, weeks to get a real sense of a team because, you know, week one you get all kinds of aberrations that over the course of a season don't play out. And you, you look back and you're like, wow, that was an anomaly. But in week one, that's all you have to go off of. And then week two you get these rebound weeks where you get some of the opposite from teams. Obviously, the Rams weren't one of those teams last year. They had their act together all year, uh, but it's one of those things where uh, we'll have to see. Uh, so, San Francisco at Minnesota is an early one that I'm interested in. Another one's Jacksonville at New York. I, I, I get it that New York had a really bad season last year, but two years ago, they were a playoff team. They have a ton of talent on defense. They got a new head coach in Pat Shermer. Uh, that, that's a really interesting It could be a really deep end game. Like it could be
2: a sloppy, ugly game.
1: Before, say, but man? they
2: still have Eli Manning, and I personally think Eli Manning gets so much credit for stuff that he doesn't do. I just think Eli Manning's one of the most overhyped quarterbacks in the NFL. <laughs> and if it wasn't for his last name, I don't think he'd still be a starting quarterback. Because
1: could be, could be
2: true. He, he's had so many seasons where I've seen, a, I've seen a Josh Freeman right have a Pro Bowl caliber season, and the next season have a trash season. They say, "Oh, trying to find someone else." You know, and I think when you have a last name like Manning, you I think you get that opportunity over and over and over to try to redeem yourself and you know, you might you have a few good playoff games, a few good playoff yeah. runs throughout your career. Yeah. You are talking two good playoff playoff runs. Only two in a, a what a seventeen year, eighteen year career. I'm just not I'm not impressed with Eli, you know. Does he get, I think his, does he uh, get the
0: benefit of the doubt because of David Tyree and Marlon Manningham making two great catches? To, you know, help exactly. me win games. I mean right?
2: look, this is a this is a quarterback who has less than sixty percent completion for his career. Okay? Less than sixty percent completion for his career with two hundred and thirty interceptions. I mean I, he's not great to me, but he's talked about it like he's great. He's called a Hall of Famer far too often. Yeah, you know he's not, his, Big ben. His,
0: he's not he's not one of those like second tier great quarterbacks. Right. I mean Yeah, he's not, you know, he's thrown
2: 20 interceptions or more three times, one time he threw 27, I mean, and this wasn't like a rookie year, this was like 13 years in when he threw 27 interceptions, you know, and that's not even including all the fumbles, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not on the Eli bandwagon like other people, I think he gets way too much love, and as long as Eli is there, I think they, because I really think it's time for them to move on at quarterback, you know, as long as Eli is there, I think Eli's going to hold him back.
0: Is Joe Flacco Mm -hmm. Eli without the supporting cast? He's not as exactly. volatile. Though. Well,
1: I'd say he's not as volatile. Joe Flacco's been way more consistent. He may, he may be less, you know, at his peak outside of that Super Bowl run. His ceiling might not be as high. The problem with Eli is he's so damn volatile, right? He get, he, when Eli's off, he is really off, like really, really off. The problem it is, is really when he's good. on, it's bad. Like, it's, it's actually bad, right? Not like a below average. It's bad. The problem is when he's on Eli can do. Be, it's been a minute since he's been there, but but he's had runs where when he's been on he's had it together. And the problem is you don't know which Eli you're going to get. And, and, and I, I just haven't, especially this year, I have no clue. Even with Saquon, the offensive line is still a hot mess. But you get Odell Barkley, uh, Odell Barkley. You get Saquon. Maybe that's what we should call him. It's Odell Barkley. You get Odell Beckham back from injury. I was just, you get Saquon I was literally from that.
2: You need a coin net. You need a coin
1: You're net. <laughs> it's like uh, one of those celebrity marriages. You get Odell Barkley uh, right. coming together, <laughs> fusing together on the offense. Uh, so that one could be really interesting. Maybe really sloppy, but could be interesting. The other one that I'm interested, Kansas City or Los Angeles. You got Pat Mahomes. For the same game. First game, Los Angeles Chargers have a lot of hype behind them. I know Rams fans in Los Angeles as, in general doesn't, you know, have much love for the Chargers. But if you're that an analyst looking WWE. at the team, they're good. They're, they look really good, man. That defense so, is really good. <laughs> and they got, a, they got some components on offense, too. So, the, um, oh, now, yeah. here's the, oh, yeah. the asterisk, as always, and it was the asterisk that hit them multiple times already before we got to week one, <laughs> is injuries, man. They just – I don't know what they did. I don't know which Greek god's wife they slept with. It's one of those things where <laughs> they piss somebody off on Olympus I don't know what they did because they just can't ever get right before week one. That was the case this year. They lost Hunter Henry. They lost somebody else. Yep. I forget. They lost the uh, corner.
2: Um, corner.
1: Yeah. Oh, Hayward, yeah, right? Um,
2: Casey Hayward. Who did they lose at corner?
1: I think it was Casey Hayward, right?
2: No, I don't Was it Casey Hayward? I forget. But, yeah, they lost the corner. I forget. I have but a, uh, a it,
0: good friend who I went oh, to. Oh, you know what? It
2: uh, the kid from TCU, I'm drawing a blank. Jason Verrett. Uh, Jason
0: Verrett. Yeah. I have a good friend yep, who Barrett. I went to, went to school with or grew up with him. Uh, he's a masseuse in the San Diego area, has his own practice. He's, but he's on staff during training camp for the Chargers. They bring on, cause they have so many bodies they bring on extra people. So he's done it the last three seasons. And when they start getting his injuries, I sent him, sent him a text. I said, what the hell are you doing to these boys out there?
2: He gave me a no comment. the. Cur- <laughs> The crazy thing is, right after Jason Verrett went down, they're like, okay, well, Jalen Watkins has to step up, and he went down, like, the next week. I'm like, "Jeez." <laughs> hey, do you guys remember, flashback of a horrible moment, so I don't even know why I'm bringing this up. Do you guys remember back when the Rams were in St. Louis? This was, like, 2010 or 2011, I think. Something like that.
0: When they went to, like, the Rams... 14 DBs?
2: Yes. <laughs> in, like, a five-week a... stretch, like, Went through yep. like injuries, injured reserve after injured reserve. I had never seen such a freaky string of injuries in my life. Yeah, that
0: was under SPAC, <laughs> right? That was his last year. Yeah, though, that, was 2011. Back. that was
2: his last year. 2011 yeah. went through 14 cornerbacks and I think 19 DBs in total. They, that was insane.
0: They like they ended up getting guys who are working at like stock and shelves yeah, and
2: tossing guys off the Friday and yeah. playing them on Sunday. Yep. <laughs> That was crazy.
1: Yeah, that was bad. That was bad. It, you can't say it enough. The last two years, the Rams have been the healthiest team in the NFL. You know, when you Back. when you avoid those kind of things that can, uh, you know, decapitate your season before they barely get started for a lot of teams, it's uh, huge deals. So, yeah, very. It, does, it
2: doesn't always work. It doesn't always work because it was been the last two years and two years yep. ago. You know, uh,
1: yeah. Hey, we started
2: off. Decent.
1: <laughs> hey. But you know, it too is too, what it is. Too so, too. No, nah, maybe, maybe not. Um, yeah, we'll see. It's going to be an interesting opening weekend. I'm really excited about it. Uh, obviously, all eyes are going to be focused uh, within Rams Nation late Monday night. It's a uh, 10:15 kickoff on the East Coast, which means your traditional media isn't going to watch a lot of this, if at all. Uh, that'll be a 7:15 kickoff in LA. We're going to watch it, obviously. What are you guys looking at, man? Where, where do you start, Myson? I'll give you the four first. What, what are you most interested
2: in? Pass rush. I want to see what it's going to look like from the edge. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, I think we know what we get on the D-line. I'm really looking forward to Michael Brockers. Everybody's talking about Sue and Donald. I think Brockers is about to eat some people up. Like, I really do. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to Michael Brockers. But I really want to see what the pass rush is going to look like on the edge. You know, um, I feel pretty confident. I want to know who's going to start at the middle linebacker positions other than Mark. Mark Marin, if he's even ready, the um, I know the goal is to, for him to be ready, according to Sean McVay. But will he be ready? And if not, who's going to be the two starting middle linebackers? Uh, if he is, then who's going to be the other one? But I, I just want to see what those uh, uh, edge rushers are going to look like. Who's going to get after? It? Who's going to step up and take advantage of this opportunity to really do something? Because you're going this is going to be the first time we're going to get to see this this starting D line together, and yeah. that D line is going to open up opportunities. And who's Aaron Donald, literally, he literally just
1: go. got to the team. Aaron Donald, he hasn't taken any practice snaps. And don't get me wrong. Nope. He's incredible. But we ain't seen – you talk about Donald and Sue together for pretty much the first time this week in practice, and then you throw Michael exactly. Brocker with them.
2: Exactly. So <laughs> – so nobody really knows how the Rams are going to play those three guys, how they're going to use gap control with them, what, they, what gap they're going to play over. Is you going to see Donald in a five-tech more in a three-tech? Are you going to see Sue playing the zero? Are you going to see him one-three? Like we're, like in Sue's case, in practice, he's lined everywhere from zero to five. You yeah. know, so no one really knows how that those three are going to be used up front. All you know is they're going to wreck havoc. And as a result, I, want, I would like to see who's going to take advantage as on the edge, really step up, and really make a name for himself because this is this is uncharted territory. No one knows what the defense is gonna look like up front. There's no film on them whatsoever. Who, so
0: who's gonna start opposite of Samson? Is it gonna be Dom Easley? Uh yeah, it's is it gonna be Long Uh it's that's a that's a big one. I think you're right. That's that's yeah. uh, it's pretty good. I'm I'm looking more uh rush defense is kinda of what I'm gonna be watching. So linebackers and interior. I want to see if there's an improvement there because if there was an Achilles heel last year, they couldn't get off the damn field when they had to because uh, they were getting gashed at times. So I want to see is it Corey Littleton, Baron, like you said, uh, you know, Ramique, who's going to come in there and stuff that run? Uh, you know, you're going to get uh, one of the hybrid Micah safeties to come in there. Micah Kaiser. There's there's options, but we didn't see it and we don't know. So that's that's kind of why I want to watch that rush defense uh, against that a really good. Interior Oakland Raider offensive line, right? Their guards and center yeah. are outstanding, and uh, so you know as Marshawn can run that stretch when they come out and run three tights, right? And uh, they just run that stretch, and he looks for the, the crease and gashes someone because they get out of uh, they get out of gap control. It's, that's what, that's what I'm watching. That's that rush defense. How they how they go back to 1998 and deal with that three tight end kind of uh, uh, rush package that we'll see we'll see John Gruden throw out there. Yeah.
2: I it'll think I
1: already know what Joe's looking for, too. Hey, well, it'll be interesting to see the rotation, too, because it's not just who starts. It's, you know, how do they manage Matt Longacre or Samson Abukum, uh some of the younger guys, if you want to put in – or even Dominique Easley, if he's the next guy up, how they how they manage that Jonathan rotation. Jonathan Franklin fact, Myers, yeah. Jonathan Franklin Myers, Justin Lawler, some of the other options that they have. A little bit of breaking news. There's a tweet out. Obviously, the Rams are closing down practice, closing down the media session. I still haven't seen an injury report. Uh, Rich Hammond just tweeted out that Mark Barron said he's not certain whether or not he's going to be able to go on Monday. He's still dealing with injuries. He dealt there with them go. all throughout training camp. He dealt through, with them all, throughout last, the year.
0: Season. all, all last, last year. All last year. So he didn't practice is, You know, two-thirds of the season.
1: Yeah, and, and sitting out. So, you know, if he's not able to go, it may be Micah Kaiser, Rameek Wilson, Corey Littleton. We may see a lot of nickel. To, to prevent too many, uh, too much exposure from maybe a deficiency at inside linebacker, but then you have a question about the run defense. It's one of those things. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see what we, what we get. For, for me, the, 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 there's two things I'm looking at. First and foremost, I'm interested the in the offense. The offense didn't take, a, they didn't take a snap <laughs> during the preseason. The, you've got a starting offensive line that hasn't played together, and you've got Jamon Brown out because, remember, he's on a two-game suspension. So if it's Austin Blythe that replaces him, He'll be the only guy on the offense that's gotten snaps, but obviously he didn't get any snaps with Rob Havenstein on his right. And with, uh, John Sullivan at center, you got Brandon cooks. This is the first time we're going to see Brandon cooks and Jared Goff operate together at game speed and and try to take the top off of defense. And what that means for guys underneath, especially guys like Cooper cup and Robert Woods, it's a it's a new year for the tight ends, maybe to come out, Gerald Everett, uh, Tyler Higby to see what they can do in, in a Sean McVay offense, and, and I'm, I'm just fascinated in all of it together. Coming off what they did in 2017, the kind of expectations that everybody has fascinated with the offense. But then, second, it's going to be kind of coming down to earth, right? For the for the last pretty much seven months, right around once we got done with the season, Super Bowl was over, and people started looking to the offseason and we started ticking things off, right? Marcus Peters. A keep to leave trade, Alec Ogletree trade, Robert Quinn trade, Brandon Cook's trade, free agency, the draft. All of a sudden you had the makeup of a team that was garnering headlines, not just for Rams fans, but across the league and, and starting to get picked up by the national media and the bookmakers and saying, Look, this is a team that on paper can compete with anybody and has the capability to make a postseason run. When you come with those expectations, a lot of fans are going to come in. You guys have seen it. Obviously, the last time we played them, 52 to nothing. The expectations coming into this game, people want to see that again. They kind of expect it. They kind of hyped up to see it. And and those expectations are probably pretty damn ridiculous, right? Not necessarily Mm -hmm. that we can't do it, but to have that as a starting point means that the first first three and out that we get or a turnover – It's going to be a shock to the system for a lot of fans and a lot of what we see, you know, uh, in terms of coverage and in terms of commentary and in terms of Twitter, all that stuff, how the Rams handle that is going to be different for the fans. The fans are different. The team itself how they handle that is going to be something I'm really interested to see whether they give up a touchdown on defense, whether they have a turnover three and out multiple three and out, something like that, where it's like, okay, we we may still be a really strong team with as good a chance of anybody of, of having, you know, long-term success this year. But that doesn't mean you go 16 to no, and you're putting up 70 points a game. You're going to get punched in the mouth and you're going to have to figure out a way to deal with it.
0: If you are at if, all active on social, you've, you've seen, you've seen, the reaction to just this last four weeks of Sean McVay not playing any any offensive starters. Oh, it doesn't matter. You know, they're, they're playing against the defense. And, oh, it doesn't matter. They had two scrimmages against the Ravens. They're fine. You know, it's it's all good. Don't worry about it. And this, we all know it. As soon as they go, three, like you said, three and out, or there's a pick, or there's something new. Like the timing be off, which I fully expect. And my well, you know, talk about this every week on our pod. That, uh, that shit just doesn't happen. You know, game speed is game speed and practice speed is practice speed. Uh, yeah, it's, that's the stuff I'm looking you know, to see the reaction as well. Who is going to just start freaking out because it's not perfect? And we've had a perfect offseason.
2: That would so be we, all of us. Yep. <laughs> We're all going to talk shit if there's a first, qu- first half and it's sloppy looking bad. We're All of us are going to have... I know me and Joe for sure. Everybody will. Everybody will. <laughs> like,
0: if, if, if they come out and look like these two teams tonight, what, is Rams, what are Rams fans going to be saying, right? Of course. Yeah. These guys don't look crisp. It's the first game. Offenses are usually behind the defense in the first couple of weeks of the season. And if you Won't don't matter. play at your starters at all, yeah, we'll see. By the way, Joe yeah. Curley tweeted out uh, Rams' injury report, Baron DMP with his ankle and just Justin Davis limited to a hamstring. A hamstring everybody else practice. Yeah,
1: right, injury reports coming in. It's a Thursday, Friday, Saturday injury report trio. Since we're playing on Monday, starting next week, we'll be back to the Wednesday, Thursday, Friday rigmarole. Week two, Arizona at home. A trio of home games. Week two, three, four. Arizona, Los Angeles, Minnesota. Good piece from Sosa this week about his X factor for the game. He went with Brandon Cooks. Robo, if you had an X factor, if you had to pin that on somebody, who you going with?
0: I uh, get the careless whisper, my my friend. Uh, oh, it's, it's,
1: let's get it going! Oh, hold on! Oh, be, please begin.
2: Oh.
0: The X Factor coming to this game is going to be none other than the new father, sexy. Welcome to the Triple X Factor. <laughs> Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup's always the X Factor.
2: Make this happen.
0: <laughs> but uh, no, I'll joke aside. I'm actually with Sosa. I think uh, X Factor should be Brendan Cooks. He's he's the big addition to this team, right? Other than JB out due to, you know, suspension. Uh, Cooks is the, the newest, the, the only new piece of this offense. So, is he going to give you something more than what Sammy gave you? Uh, yeah, Sammy. I, I, got,
1: I got a question because I threw this at Sosa. We I think it was, a, we were just talking in the DMs and Slack. Question for both of y'all. Rob, I'll let you go first since you brought him up. If Brandon Cooks doesn't get 1,000 yards and he has less receiving touchdowns than Sammy Watkins, should we consider that? Uh, something to be concerned about, or is what? it just a factor of the offense having too many pieces? And it is what it is. As long as the Rams' offense is good, it doesn't matter what his individual stats are. Where, where do you, where would you feel about uh, a season a question, where he has less than a, a thousand question, yards and less touchdowns?
2: A question to yeah. your question: uh, Is it less? Is it less touchdowns than Sammy Watkins this year, or than less touchdowns than what Sammy Watkins had with the Rams?
1: I I I would say less touchdowns with the Rams because what if he has more touchdowns? That that'd be interesting. That would certainly be interesting if if Sammy Watkins has even less touchdowns.
0: I would say you know less touchdowns with the because he's basically you want to replace Sammy's numbers from last year, right? Kind of. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Uh, I would have to put an asterisk on that and say you know it all depends on what Todd Gurley does. If Todd Gurley is as good Mm -hmm. as he was last year or better, then you know there's only so much ball to go around, and this isn't. this isn't, you know, the the, the 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 saints of, you know, let's just go for, you know, fifty five hundred yards a year kind of thing. Uh, I'd be fine with them replicating what they did last year because they were so good on the ground. Uh, Todd Gurley, you know, was great out of the backfield, uh, you know, on those dump downs and those in those screens. But really, he he took, you know, as long as he was eating eating clock and moving chains, you don't have to throw it. So I'm cool you know, three 800 yard receivers. That's, I don't, I don't have to have a, you know, a 12, 1400 yard receiver, as long as they're winning games and, and, you know, holding the ball, ball possession. Uh, I'm, I'm good with that. That's fine. That is fine. Uh, what you don't want to see is him come in here and, and give you nothing. You know, Brandon Cook's come out and have uh, 425 yards and, and two touchdowns. I think that's going to be a problem, right? So as long as he looks like he, he fits in the offense, and he belongs. And, and it's just another, you know, another guy, you know, you have three guys catching, you know, three to four balls a game, whatever each, or one guy gets six one day in the next game, and the guy gets six or seven. Uh, keeps, like Myson said, again, Myson you and I on the same page this summer, my brother. Uh, spread the ball around, keep them guessing, and I don't give a damn as long as they're moving the ball and putting it in the end zone. Uh, I don't really care who – Young Gerald, uh, Higby, uh, whatever. Johnny Munt, I, I really don't care as long as they're still moving the ball and they, uh, they keep the defense guessing. Uh, it's it's fine. I don't, I don't care if one guy has great
2: numbers. You know, I, um, I'm pretty sure I wrote about this several times in the past, but the whole thousand yard thing, I think it's become so overrated um, because we're, we don't live in a time of that one receiver. You know, we have those few elite guys who are that one receiver Antonio Brown, Odell, uh, Julio, A.J. Green. You know, those guys are that one receiver. But we don't really live in a time where this is a spread the ball around. Now, if you have a 1,000-yard receiver, it's because your team just throws so much, not because the receiver is just that guy who's just dominating the field. It's because you play for the Lions, and Matthew Stafford's throwing the ball 600 times, so you have two guys go over a 1,000 yards. Right. That's why. not be You know, not because – the guy is just that good, you know, that we don't live in that, that, that world anymore. And with Brandon Cook, that's not to say that he's not that good. I think he is a really, really good receiver. And, you know, I right. said when we traded for him, that this is an upgrade over Sammy Watkins. I have never been a Sammy Watkins fan. So
1: I know about Sammy
2: Watkins, <laughs> coming out of college, I thought Sammy Watkins was the most overrated player in that draft, but I never, you know, I don't. I, that's not to say he's a bad player. I just think he's been sure. overrated his whole career. You know, but I don't look at I don't look at Brandon Cooks and say, "Hey, if you don't get a thousand yards and you know eight or nine touchdowns, that, you're, that you're, the trade for you was a failure." I look at Brandon Cooks and say, "Okay, are you going to do those little things that Sammy Watkins didn't do? Sammy Watkins, I saw multiple times quit on routes. Are you going to quit on those routes, or are you going to finish those routes?" You know, are you going to make that extra push for that block? You know, are you going to drag that toe? Are you going to fight for the ball? Are you going to stop this corner from getting that interception? You know what I mean? Like, those little things is what I look for. Uh, Because I believe in this offense, it's pretty much a guarantee that you can get 700 yards. You know, if you just go. You know, in this offense, I think if you're a starting receiver, you will get 700 yards. Uh, Just go. And so uh, 750, 800 yards – Seven touchdowns. I don't think that's a failed season. You know, a failed season to me is those little things that we've seen Sammy Watkins didn't do last year. um So uh if he has less touchdowns, which I don't think he will personally, I actually think the Rams are going to be very explosive. I think they're going to use Brandon Cooks to attack, 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 and I think they're going to use that to. Uh, they're going to use Tyree early to set up their play action as the Rams ran play action more than any other team last year. This year, though, I think they're going to hit it deep because I think Brandon Cooks is by far a more superior deep route runner and uh, go get the ball type receiver than Sammy Watkins ever has been. So I, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised to see a successful season for them at all. Um, do you see them
0: attacking the seams though? Because
2: they didn't. Yeah, move. I do actually. I what? do see them attacking the seams, and I know I mentioned this last week when I was talking about Higby. But I, do, I think that Higby gets the ball thrown his way quite a bit more this offseason. I know two weeks ago I mentioned it that uh, a little birdie out of the Rams camp told me that Higby's one of the, the three names that just stood out this this, uh, this summer where he just was making plays, snatched balls over guys left and he right. Looked, just,
0: he looked great absolutely. the one day I was there. I was
2: absolutely. Not, who the good. hell is that? Yeah. But the exact words to me, it hasn't been one day, it's been every day. And so – I think that I think he'd be and then you add in the fact that Jerry Goff is one of his best friends on the team. Those guys are always kicking it. So, I do believe that Higby uh has something of a breakout season. Now, I think Rams fans have to caution what they call a breakout in this offense because as we just said, the ball moves around so much. Yeah. If a guy doesn't have you know, 1,000 yards, six, 700 yards or whatever, you know, oh, it wasn't a breakout. He just had an average season. Well, not really, not in this offense. If you're if you're the fourth option and you have 500 yards receiving and six touchdowns, that equates, in my eyes, to like 1,000 yards and like 10 touchdowns if you're the number one or number two option, you know. So I think that he can be in line for a breakout season. I think he can have something uh, close to those, those numbers of 500 yards, six touchdowns, something like that. Um, but to answer your first question, Joe – uh, who would be my X factor? I would say that that middle linebacker position. Um, I really want to see Michael Kaiser start, you know, and I think if he starts, I think he's an X factor. Um, I think he goes in, and I think he is definitely going to play some great run defense. He is a magnet to the ball. He just He's always around it. He's always there, and I, I think that Michael Kaiser would be a good candidate for X factor. But considering we don't know who will start, I'm not sure if I can pick yeah. him. <laughs> you know, I don't, I'm not sure if I can pick him. So, I will say this. The person we do know will start is LaMarcus Joyner. Um, I would like to see LaMarcus Joyner make plays because I believe the defensive line is going to wreak havoc. And LaMarcus Joyner plays kind of all over. And I believe that he will be that guy that uh, is going to be in position to make a lot of plays. So let's see how it goes with uh, the X-Factor. X-Factor.
0: What about the guy who you mentioned to... in that, that period, John Johnson? He That's who I was going to pick. That's, a... That's my X-Factor. Right? It... There you go. Take yeah, well, Here... you go. Well, here's why. is
1: uh, Part of what motivated me to start talking about the X Factor idea when I was working with Sosa before he put that piece up was Mike Clay from ESPN put together his fantasy projections. And we started with Brandon Cooks, but one thing he mentioned was the low projection that he has for interruptions for Marcus Peters and Akib Tlaib. And I think one of the things that we've got to recognize is we all know how damn good the stars on this defense are, but so do yeah. our opponents. And so they're, you're not going to throw at Marcus. You're not going to throw 50-50s at Marcus Peters. They, 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 he's been in the league for three years doing this. You, you, the only way that they're going to get interceptions is when it gets late and teams get desperate. Otherwise, you're going to scheme away from those guys. And one of the first things I think they're going to test uh, across our schedule is a guy like John Johnson to say, look, we know Lamarcus Jorner is way too damn physical. We don't want to play to his side of the ball over the middle because he's going to clean dudes out. He's done it since he was at Florida State. You don't want to test the keep to leave Marcus Peters, especially working together in a Wade Phillips defense. A keep to leave's too proven. Marcus Peters has too much tape. You don't want to fuck around with the defensive line. Next, you've got the linebackers and you've got John Johnson. So if you're if you're looking at where to attack Especially in a passing game, you're looking there, and I could see John Johnson taking advantage of that. He got going, you know, middle of last season. He's had this entire preseason work with Wade Phillips and get ready. He's my pick for the X Factor, if only because I could see him kind of like what you were talking about on the offensive side, Meissen, where you're talking about volume. I don't know that a lot of the other defenders are to, especially in the secondary are going to get the volume of opportunities that Johnson might get. If only because who else are you going to try to test? Cause it would be pretty damn stupid. If the Oakland Raiders come out and test the keep to lead Marcus Peters and LaMarcus Joyner before they really go at John Johnson.
2: Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, man. John Johnson. It's funny. Like this is very funny to me. Um, and I question, I question it sometimes, was he that good as a rookie or was it just the defense was so good it helped him make it, it helped make him better than what he would have been? But let's just say he's that good as a rookie. How can you play, play that good as a rookie and yeah. be the weakest link? Yeah. Oh, that's a good – Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is a good defense. <laughs> Your yeah. weakest link just went out there and looked like a four-year pro in his rookie season.
0: Ask Russell Wilson yeah. when he thinks oh. of that weak link, right? Yep. Yep. That was that was a yep. splash. It was like what week four or whatever it was five when they played the Seahawks. But uh, yeah, that was that's the guy who nobody talks about him. That maybe NRC to an extent, but you know people know what NRC is pretty damn good in the slot. It's got to be double J. It's
2: gonna be interesting. NRC was the man. He was the man in that slot last year. I mean, he yeah. exceeded expectations. He game. got better. He got better as the season went on. And it's funny because I always thought he was just solid. Even at USC, I just thought he was solid, you know. And then uh, in, in Buffalo, he was just solid to me. But then he got to the rims. And it, it was like every week he got better and better and better and better. You know, so I, I, I'm definitely interested to see how uh, he continues to progress. And he, he just really, really uh, surprised me last year. I, just thought, I thought he had a really great year. And I think that uh, without him, I don't think there is fear. I think he's kind of that glue because when you go against just shut down corners on the island that just take everything away, your first thought is go to the inside. And when you have a slot guy that just takes that inside away, what the hell do you do now? You know, so he's kind of that glue that kind of ties it all around, like full circle. So I I think that uh, NRC might be one of the more underrated pieces of that secondary because you don't hear anyone say his name.
0: Oh, yeah, they also have Sam Shields on the bench. It's Correcto. it's almost it's almost as if Wade Phillips can coach DBs or something. I mean, uh, I don't know. I don't
2: think that's the case. What what history does he have with the good DB? <laughs> yeah, right. I couldn't even um, say that. I couldn't even say that with a straight face.
0: <laughs> he made he made Darian Stewart a good player. Yes he did. actually I I shouldn't say that because I like these two when he was with the Rams, I just uh he had the injury thing. I'm I'm actually I glad to see him. I like
2: him. him too, but he I think he got so much better underway. the oh, way. I liked yeah. him a lot actually, but he got better, way better.
0: Yeah, well he played with the Cube and, and Chris Harris, right? He's he was an out there Correct. with uh with uh and Bradley Roby. <laughs> right. Yeah, so yeah. One of the things
1: that'll be interesting is not necessarily what we've got on our side, but what's on the other side with Oakland. Um, strange offseason, strange team. John Gruden comes back, 10-year deal. Um, they've got a uh, couple things. 100 million over 10 years. So you can't you definitely can't afford Khalil Mack when you're doling out 100 uh, million to uh Gruden. Um, right. <laughs> offensive line's not bad. You got, you got Dick Carr, you got Marshawn Lynch, you got Amari Cooper, uh, the defense is certainly in... Jordan Florida. Nelson? I don't know what this team is. It's going to be interesting to see how they look in this opening game. They're certainly one of the more interesting teams in the NFL, albeit one that I don't think people expect a lot from. But it makes for a hell of an opening uh, opponent. What, what What do you guys think from the Oakland side? Anything that you're anticipating? Anything that you've heard?
2: Uh, Marshawn Lynch has a growing injury. I'm curious as to... If that wrong injury is, you know, just kind of veteran days rest, <laughs> or if he uh, something that's actually going to affect him, because we have to remember Marshawn, inju- Marshawn injury. <laughs> Marshawn Lynch only played, you know, like ten snaps this pre this pre uh, preseason, and one of those snaps went like sixty five yards to the house, but was called back.
0: Called <laughs> back, and he was he was
2: booking it like he was gone. So he looked very uh, young, Marshawn there. So. Uh, I think it'll be interesting to see how Marshawn runs. Uh, me being a huge Marshawn Lynch fan, I have been a Marshawn Lynch fan since, since Kyle Burke. Uh I, I, I'm kind of of the mindset that uh, you can put nothing past him. And so it wouldn't shock me at all. But uh, more than anything, I'm really, really looking at that defense. Um, there's a lot of questions with their defense. Um, there's a lot of holes, uh, presumed holes. You know, I can't really say it yet because we haven't seen, uh, seen the full thing yet, but there's presumed holes on that defense. But there is one piece of the puzzle that I am looking forward to play, uh, seeing play, and that was a guy that, I, Joe, I know I talked about it during dra- draft season with you, but P.J. Hall, you know, he's a guy I actually compared to Aaron Donald coming mm-hmm. out, and he is just, wow. <laughs> I think P.J. Hall is going to be a problem, and, uh, and especially with the interior pass rush. It's the number one place that you don't want uh, the pass rush coming from as a as a, uh, as a quarterback. I think he helps them in that regard. Uh, but losing Khalil Mack certainly will not help him. So I think looking at that 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 front seven there with the the Raiders' defense is going to be interesting. Um, if the Rams are going to play a game where they their def, their or their offensive line uh, has not taken any snaps together, they haven't taken a chance. This might be the team. Uh, because of, because of the questions in first seven, you know, you're not facing, uh, the Broncos where you're facing, you know, uh, Bradley Chubb and Von Miller, or, you know, with Shane Ray coming off the bench, you're not facing that, you know, so I, I, I think the first seven is going to be a very, uh, interesting area to keep an eye on for the Raiders.
1: That'll do it. Pretty much looking ahead to the game. We're at 45. Let's give a short look to the Saturday schedule for college football. It's not that stacked. you got a couple games events. You actually start things on Friday. Tomorrow night, ECU's at SMU on ESPN2. After E – oh, my goodness, Meissen. Oh, oh my. Did you – I don't know. Did you hey. see SMU play – did you see SMU play football last Saturday? Because I didn't. And I was sitting I front did. row. Oh, my God. I've never seen – what, what are the adjectives that I would use for what happened to the anus? They wrecked. Re- you wrecked them, folks. at SMU Friday, tomorrow night. That'll be on ESPN2. Get into the rest of the schedule. Nothing spectacular from a scouting or impassionate fan. Uh, you do have UCLA at OU, Rob. Ugh. You're
0: going discount Ugh. UCLA at Oklahoma? Ugh. Uh. Hey,
2: hey. Hey, if you're gonna watch, if, you, if, you're, if you're gonna look for a possible, <laughs> a possibly good game, I don't think it's gonna be good in the fourth quarter. But I think the first three quarters will be good. Georgia, South Carolina, I think those first three quarters are gonna oh, be good. That could really be a good. fun. I think, I think Georgia just blows them away in the fourth quarter. I think they score three touchdowns in the first quarter and the fourth quarter. They're better.
1: They're better on talent. They're better on coaching. But South Carolina, look, they're at home. South Carolina's got a lot to play for here. Will Muschamp, uh, crowd's gonna be up for it. That one could be a lot of fun. That's in the second slate of games. Um, not also, a ton of also,
2: upset alert. I have oh. an upset alert. I forgot about it really Ooh. quick. Ooh. They're not ranked. They're not ranked. But the team they're playing is number two in the country, Texas A&M Clemson. I think that that's an upset alert. You heard Ooh. it here first. Texas A&M Clemson, upset Ooh. alert. <laughs>
1: It's a funky one. Obviously, you got Jimbo Fisher second game, T, uh, Texas A and M, that was at Kyle Field in Texas. Clemson looks quite strong. They got the quarterback issue. They got a just like Nick Saban in Alabama. It's like a couple other programs where they're trying to Georgia. They're trying to figure out the balance between better guy who's not bad, but young guy who's much better. How do you how do you balance that? Clemson's got the same thing. Kelly Bryant starting quarterback. Obviously, got him there last year to the playoff. But, but the new kid and Trevor Lyon and Embiid's uh, lion. Uh, be interesting to watch that comes in Texas A&M. That'll start at 7 p.m. Eastern time, 4 p.m. in Cali. Not a ton else uh, left on the day. Maybe Penn State Pittsburgh could be interesting. Uh, USC Stanford obviously is going to carry the late stuff, and then Michigan State uh, Arizona State. What do you think about the uh, college slate on Saturday, Robbo?
0: I'm I'm looking in the Pac-10 again. Pac-12, sorry. I'm old. I can't get past the Pac-10. You see uh, USC Stanford, right? Number 10 versus number 17. Um, And then, you know, Oklahoma, UCLA. I see if my Bruins can bounce back after that embarrassing Cincinnati loss last week. I got nothing. I've got wedding shit all all, all weekend, so I will not be watching (laughs) any college games. I'm just talking out my ass right now. I will not watch any college this weekend. Um, I'll probably be lucky if I get to see any pros. Outside of the Rams Monday, the scheduling makers did me a favor because I was set to miss that game. So uh, I get to watch our boys on Monday. I probably will not watch any football after tonight. And uh, I'll have to, you know, go back through the box scores and check out and see who did what. Myson, parting thoughts.
2: Parting thoughts. (laughs) That's literally it. Like, I I woke up this morning. I was like, hey, we got a real game tonight. And I was just like, oh, Saturday, we got Good college Like I literally, my first ten minutes of thoughts this morning was, oh, football today. And I was like, Saturday, we got some really good games for college. And I was like, oh man, kickoff for Sunday. You know, two two Monday night games. It's like, okay, now life is complete. <laughs> so I'm, I'm just I'm I'm happy that we are back. It is go time. It's time to it's time to enjoy the football. Well, Rob's gonna enjoy the wedding, but we're gonna <laughs> enjoy the <some> football. <laughs> I'm gonna. We're going to enjoy some beer. We're going to enjoy some wings. We're going to enjoy some chips. It's, it's go time, man. It's the best time of year.
0: Enjoy watching someone from LA break off a foot in that Oakland ass Monday night.
2: <laughs>
1: we'll see y'all on the other side. Go Rams.
0: We'll catch you guys next week.
1: We out.
2: I'm a mountain man from West VA. They call me and I came to play. I learned long ago if ram it just right, You can ram all day and ram it all night. Hill, take a look at my stock I catch what they told me And I like to block I'm quick off the line As I can be Cause I don't want Dick running over me
0: This is baby face And I don't yield I'm a Texan fool On the football field From the Jersey Shore
1: To my Bay If you run at me You'll have a bad day
2: This is RB No ball brown Fastest man In the whole damn town Cars and ladies Are a part of my creed But more than that I feel the need for speed
1: This is catcher, Out to make a run With Shade done I can catch a BB in the dark So now you're ready And I'm sure you'll agree the ramming is fun When you're ramming with me